Please stand. The Holy Gospel is written in the 10th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke, beginning at the 23rd verse. Glory be to Thee, O Lord. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he was at that place, he came and looked at him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him, and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence, and gave them to the host, and said to him, Take care of him. And whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Now, which of these three, thinkest thou, was neighbor unto him that fell among thieves? And he said, He that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go, and do thou likewise. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please sit. Yes, who is my neighbor? asked the lawyer, wishing to justify himself, justify his legal mind, that kind of mind which so easily we could all be drawn into, which wants things cut and dried with clear lines of demarcation. Who's in? Who's out? The statement from Deuteronomy had been perfectly clear, hadn't it? That fullness of life, which the lawyer was inquiring about, required that we should love God and our neighbor as ourselves. Quite clear. Yes, thought the lawyer, no doubt. But who is, and I suspect by implication, he was really asking, who is not? Who is not my neighbor? Who is beyond the pale? Who's in, who's out? Surely you can't mean everybody, Jesus. You can't love everybody, dear. <laughs> you have to draw the line somewhere, don't you? Even if it's your mother-in-law. But, sorry, wherever we draw a line, this revolutionary Jesus wants to draw another line right through it. It's the cross. And he wants us to live in that way. 
And so, as always with the teaching method of Jesus, he comes to at it tangentially, a story with a sting in the tail, the sting intended to change our perspective, to ask us to change our lenses, and to look at life from a totally different perspective with a new mindset. Ah, and so the parable of the Good Samaritan. Oh yes, we've heard it so many times, haven't we? Possibly the most famous of all Jesus' parables. So familiar, too familiar with it. Where's the sting in the tail for it, for you today, for me? Dare we look for a moment? I'm going to invite you. What we've done with it, you see, is we've filtered it. <laughs> we've drawn the backbone out of it and turned it into a very nice story, which of course everybody could agree with, couldn't they? About helping people. Indeed, the wonderful work of the Samaritans. I don't need to remind you of that. In this place, of all places, I don't need to spell that out, of course. And let me say, nothing that I'm about to say is intended to disparage the remarkable ministry of the Samaritans in general, or indeed of Chad Berah in particular. But I think Jesus is pushing us out on a further frontier in this parable, and in doing so speaks very powerfully if we can hear it, especially in our own day of the, to the violence of religious and political prejudice, which is in danger of tearing our civilization apart. You see, you don't crucify a man who tells nice stories about nice people helping other people. You don't crucify that sort of a person. So what's, what was it in this that upset them so? You see, I don't think that's what Jesus is really saying here. At least I think he's saying more. Who is my neighbor? I'll tell you what I think he's saying, and you won't probably like it. Jesus is really saying to you and me this morning, your neighbor is the person you'd rather be dead than be helped by. Your neighbor is the person who you'd rather be dead than be helped by. Imagine it. If you know the political religious background to the Jews and the Samaritans at that time, just imagine what that Jew felt as he regained consciousness and looked up into the face of the man who was saving his life. A Samaritan? Let me try and transpose that in today's line drawing, religious line drawing, political line drawing. An Israeli was attacked, and the person who came to his rescue was a Palestinian. A Kurd was attacked, and the person who had saved his life was a Sunni. Or in the days of the Irish problems here, a Republican Roman Catholic was attacked and nearly killed. Who was he rescued by but by a Northern Irish Protestant? You see, John tells us in chapter 4 of his gospel that the Jews had no dealings with Samaritans. It went further than that. It went back into their history to bloody wars in the past. They didn't speak to each other. A Jew would never, never even travel through Samaria. There, were light, there was a bypass road, though it was a longer way if you were traveling from Jericho to Jerusalem. You bypass Samaria. Samaria was the no-go area for all Jews. 
Jesus, however, of course, when he went from Jericho to Jerusalem, went straight through Samaria. And that's how he met the Samaritan woman and many others. Yes, the person you'd rather be dead than be helped by, the last person in the world you'd ever expect to be helped or rescued by, it's he or she who is your neighbor and the challenge that goes with it, irrespective of political, religious, social, family, ghettos, economic dividing lines, wherever you draw a line, yes, this Jesus wants to draw another line right through it, right through the geography of our no-go areas. As a matter of fact, both the priest and the Levite, of course, were playing it by the book. And rightly so, don't, don't be too self-righteous about them either. The man in the ditch, after all, might have been a decoy, and there were other robbers waiting to catch him. Or, and this is more significant, if the man had been dead, the uh, Levite or the priest mustn't go anywhere near him because in ritual law, those days, they would have been rendered unclean. You see, religion delights in drawing lines. Oh, outsiders, insiders, Gentiles, and of course the word Gentile literally means outsider. But in God's kingdom, Jesus' kingdom, the only people outside are those who've chosen to stay outside. Everybody else is welcome. In Christ, says Paul, there is neither Greek nor Jew, bond nor free, male nor female. Jesus' mission mandate, you see, to his disciple in the opening chapter of the book of Acts before his ascension, makes it very clear that from the perspective of his kingdom, there are no no-go areas, and certainly not Samaria. How does it read? Jesus said to them, you shall be my witnesses, beginning in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. They are all your neighbors. They are all our fellow heirs of God's kingdom. I finish with a true little story which has stuck in my mind for years. When the conflicts in Ireland were all at their worst, a Protestant man living in a little Roman Catholic village in the Irish Republic committed suicide. The Irish Roman Catholic priest asked his bishop for permission to bury him in the walled graveyard of the local Roman Catholic Church in, of course, sacred ground, as graveyards are. The bishop refused permission. The man must be buried outside the low walls of the graveyard, outside the sacred area. The priest obeyed, but during the night, the priest dug up the low little wall all around the graveyard alongside the man's grave and replanted the few bricks and stones and extended the wall just a few feet so the man's grave was now, and still is, actually inside the walled graveyard. Who was neighbor to that Protestant man? The last person in the world he would have ever expected. The local Roman Catholic priest, of course, just like that Samaritan. So we might want to ask ourselves as we leave this 
comfortable little service this morning, <laughs> we might feel a little uncomfortable as we ask ourselves, like that lawyer, Michael, who is my neighbor? But mean, who is the person I'd rather be dead than be helped by? That's the most difficult place, yes, for starters. But of course, it can change the whole world if we follow it through. They drew a line to shut him out. Heretic, eccentric, just a thing to flout. But love and I had the wit to win. We drew a circle and took him in. Amen.